Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, command quit. John files suit against his teenage son, Quinn. While he admits that Quinn is generally a well-rounded kid, he worries about the amount of time he spends playing video games. Quinn says he's not going overboard, so what's the problem? Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. What? What? Oh. Oh, hey. Okay, I'm sorry I shut your pie hole, okay? It's just, I get so mad and I can't control things and, you know, shit just falls on top of me. Your life sucks right now and I don't know what to do except I, I want to say I love you and hug it out. All that wimpy shit, it's just, well, I'd say gay, but I have some friends that are gay, so that's not cool anymore. And the ones that I don't really like, it's not because they're gay. So lame. All right. You're just a lame and angry psycho sometimes. You do bad shit in things. I don't know if I love you, and I'm pretty sure I hate you a little bit, but I'm just so upset that we can't even see each other. You're just a drunk, lame judge. You know what? That might just be the nicest thing that anybody's ever said to me. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he spends over 16 hours a day, on average, playing Dig Dug? I do. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Love that Dig Dug. I'm actually, Jesse, a Mr. Do Man myself. (laughs) Dig Dug was never my jam, Mr. Do, the digging clown. What is happening? What happens in Dig Dug? I mean, I know he's digging, because I remember that from having Dig Dug on my computer. He digs it and he gets it dug. Is it a digger? Is the main character supposed to be a digger? That's the point. It's confusing. It's not like a clown that is digging tunnels in the earth, which is something you hear and see about all the time. Hear and see about. See and hear about all the time. The player's character is Dig Dug, dressed in white and blue and able to dig tunnels through destructible environments. Dig Dug is killed if he's caught by either a puka or a Figar, burned by a Figar's fire, or crushed by a rock. This Welcome to our new podcast, Two White Guys Talking About Video Games, just like every other podcast. <laughs> we have a legit child here normally i will not hear a case if the person is under 18 unless it is their father trying to get them to talk to eugene merman or (laughs) it is a dad yelling at his son about a video game consumption john and quinn for an immediate summary judgment in your favor can you name the piece of culture i paraphrased as i entered the courtroom when jesse and i did our little dramatic reading John, I know you cannot. No, I cannot. It sounded like a teen angst film of some sort, but it, I cannot. It is, it is a teen angst film of some sort, but Quinn, can you name it? Um, well, since you said my dad's not going to get it, it must be something recent, but I'm not a big teen angst film guy. Well, I'm just going to guess. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think that may have been, mis- that may have been misleading. It is a piece of teen angst culture 
and it is also incredibly violent and misogynist. Does that help you? Can I guess? Is it Justin Bieber, Never Say Never? It's actually Justin Bieber, Never Say Never game for Android phones. What What is your guess, though, Quinn? This is being, ha- this is being handed to you on an incredibly violent, popular, and misogynistic platter. Well, the misogynistic is what threw me, because I was going to guess Juno, but I don't think that's very misogynistic (laughs) at all. You are correct. (laughs) Am I really? No. Oh. No. First of all, it's not a... I was trying to steer you away. It's It's not actually a film. Now, can you guess? It's not a film. What are we talking about today? Video games. Video games. So what would be a piece of culture that I would might want to paraphrase as I entered the courtroom? Um, video falconry? Hmm. You're too nice a kid to have played the monstrously popular and arguably monstrous but still enticing game known as Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, I was going to guess it. Were you going to, John? Yes. Um... You were not. Why didn't you guess it then? I I slipped up. Uh-huh. I am specifically was quoting the dialogue in the cutscene between father and son, Jimmy DeSanta and Michael DeSanta, one of the three protagonists. You can call them that of Grand Theft Auto V. As they have a final confrontation in the cutscene and the mission called Reuniting the Family. It's sort of towards the end of the game, I gather. Jimmy, who plays a lot of video games and is estranged from his father because his father is away a lot of the time because he is a, a formerly a psychotic killer. Now, John, what do you do for a living? I plan projects. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little cagey. Are you planning murder projects? <laughs> well, uh, well, no, not really. Although, like this one is a train that goes through a university, so I don't know. That could be trouble. <laughs> you're planning. You're planning to drive a train through a university. Are you a supervillain of some kind? <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks cool. At least. <laughs> Hear me well, Yale University. Transfer $1 million to my bank account or I will reroute the Acela and it will very slowly move through your campus unless it is delayed. Uh, okay, you're a project planner, so you are not a psychotic killer. So the, that is where, that is where the, the, the parallel between Grand Theft Auto V and your family life breaks down. But there is... A dis- there is a dispute between father and son. And Quinn, much like Jimmy DeSanta, is playing a lot of video games all the time. John, you bring this case to court. What's the problem with Quinn's playing video games? Well, um, since I've sent it in, I my thoughts have evolved. And I think his quantity might be average for the U S since uh, I looked into a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's, 
a trend and it's kind of a loss of uh, it's an opportunity cost to do other things. He used to be a bit of a renaissance man with some uh, music, some athletics, this and that. And it seems to have all been boiling down into uh, this one activity uh, in a high percentage. And uh, I, I just would like to see a more well-rounded uh, number you, of activities. You would like to see Quinn's well-roundedness on par with a- American average well-roundedness. Well, no, it doesn't have to be American average. Uh, just what's good for him. That's all. All right. You know, ask any European and they will tell you about how well-rounded Americans are. They say it's the diet. Uh, Quinn, uh, how much video games do you, how, how many, how, how much video gaming do you do in a week? Hmm. I mean, it's hard to say depending on, you know, the weekends are more time than the weekdays, but in a week, uh, maybe like 20 hours, like two hours a day or something, a little more on the weekends, maybe. Okay. And so most of your, most of your gaming is on the weekends. Yes. Uh, and so, how, so. so on a, so on a, so on a Saturday, what time do you wake up on Saturday? You're 17 years old, right? Yes. So you wake up at about 4 PM. Um, not usually mm-hmm. maybe around like nine or 10. Okay. You wake up at nine or 10. Yes. And, and what do you do? What's the first thing you do? Wake up at nine or 10, maybe take a shower, eat some apple cinnamon Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe do one or two jobs, nothing too big, just like shoveling the driveway if it's covered with snow or something like that. Where do you live? And that, uh, we live in the Chicagoland area. All right. That's, that's vague. Yes. Good. Um, and that's, that's maybe at about 10 and from like 1130 till about two or three, I'll play games with my friends. And then about three, we'll go to one of each other's houses or the movies or do something. Um, come home maybe like 10 or 11 and play more games with each other until one ish. And that's the average Saturday. I would say one ish in the morning. Yes. All right. Now who are these friends? Actually, you know what? Friends, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hang I'm gonna ask you to hang on there for a second, John. Okay. John. Yes. Yes, Your Honor. Does that sound accurate so far? Uh, What did that add up to? About I um I I I just wanted uh, uh, to love it. There it seemed there's a there's a block of a couple of hours in the middle of the day. And then, a, and then they would go out. To, then he and his friends would go out to a movie, go to the malt shop, go cruise around on their Vespa scooters for a while, and then they would come home and play video games for, like, from from ten or eleven until one in the morning, on a Saturday on a Saturday night into Sunday morning. But there were no. That's what that's what he said to me. Were there any glaring errors? Were there any like when he said that he shoveled the walk? And that sort of like did some chores. Was he was he buttering this court up with 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 tales of conscientiousness, or is that something that he actually does? No, that's feasible. Um, you know, uh, the the majority of the time they'd be doing gaming. They do occasionally see movies, and uh, I generally have found with gaming they like to do it from their own uh, homes because then they all have their own. Uh, 
computer to be working from. Oh. So he doesn't get together as often as he used to, but that doesn't mean he isn't socializing. I realize that gaming is now also a social route. So, so Quinn, do you play, do you play games on a PC or on a console? I am on a PC. All right. I'm, and it is a PC. It's not a Mac. Yeah, you know, I, I, I yeah, I got, I got, I, I, I can tell, I can tell you're dropping little hints that you're familiar with my work, with your video <laughs> falconry, and let me just say, it's working. I got gotcha. you, right? Flattery, flattery accepted, and I uh, find in your favor. Goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what you're playing a PC game? What what PC game are you playing? The two I generally play are Team Fortress Two and Dota Two. Okay, and and Team Fortress, that's one I've heard of. What is that one? It is a cartoon-style shooter, I would say. Mm -hmm. First-person shooter, an FPS? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, first-person shooter. And it's a team-based thing where you guys go around and and play Capture the Flag and and have fun murdering each other and pony each other? Yeah, but it's a lot more low-key than Dota 2, which is uh, really team-based and less... uh, Laid back, I would say. Dodo two, do do Dota two. It's a female Dodo. Dota, Dota two. I mean, Dota, D O T A, Dota. Yes. To a multiplayer online battle arena video game, and this is per Wikipedia. You ever heard any people call it Wikipedia? Do you hear that, Jesse? Still, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, I was speaking to. I've I've had some conversations with some high level nerds. I mean, like name name recognized nerds, and uh, and I've heard that from time to time. Wikipedia. I think that wiki is the original pronunciation. Have you heard that, Quinn? I've not heard that, but do you say nuclear or nuclear? Well, no, I say nuclear because that's the correct way to say it. That's it's not even the same conversation. It's like there's a generation gap between us. Of course, you say. How do you? What do you say? What do you say? I say nuclear, but maybe it's just the Chicago area that say they say nuclear as if there's a Y. No, no, and the not only did you pronounce it wrongly, but you pronounced it even more wrong than I've ever heard it pronounced before. You you added like extra syllables in there, nuclear or something like that. Nuclear. That's what they say. I'm not lying. They don't. uh, This is uh, youth is wasted on the young. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna bait me into having this kind. Con- this is settled science. This is settled nuclear science. This is one of the one of the, the main things that 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 pronunciation pedants get upset about is nu- people saying nuclear. This is old. Like uh, this is not. These are the uh, issues of our generation, Mister. No, they're not. Hodgman. It's settled. It, it's all done. It's all done. We've already discussed all of this. Look at look something up before you bring it. I'm talking about something. Something unusual here: Wikipedia versus Wikipedia. Uh, this is a, the, both are neologisms to begin. They're they're relatively recent words. This this nuke this nuclear nuclear uh, 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 thing. It's not even a debate. This the, this complaint goes back to George uh, W. Bush when you weren't even born. Seventeen. Isn't years old. Wikipedia? Why am I having a com- Why did I allow seventeen? Too? John, are you still here, Dad? George, I- I find I think in, I my find son in, is in contempt of court. I, I, I find uh, in, I find in your favor, John. 
That's Jesse Thorpe has mentioned on many episodes that you need to leave the humor. What game are you guys? What what game are you two playing now? You're 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 referencing uh, uh, Jesse Thorpe. That's Tom Sharpling's uh, name for Jesse Thorne, who is the bailiff in this court. Are you a are you a best show listener, sir? I'm breaking under the pressure, sir. What is it? What are you guys both gaslighting me? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna ask him whether you pronounce it nuclear or nucleolular, and then make it out like that's something that's never been asked before. And then I'm gonna drop a bunch of. Then you, dad or man who's pretending to be my dad that I met online via my weird PC game, is gonna be dropping best show references, and we're just gonna we're gonna blow up his head, and I we're think gonna you said win. Nucleolular. Ju- ju- Juvenileer. Oh boy. Dota 2, according to Wikipedia, is a multiplayer online battle arena video game, a standalone sequel to Defense of the Ancients mod developed by Valve Corporation. It would be interesting to hear what Gabe Newell, how he pronounces Wikipedia. But that's another story. Okay. Which so- ancients are you defending? That's what I want to know. Um, both of them, or whichever one you're placed on, I guess. Wait, both ancients? No, no, no. It's like basketball. The referee says, "Okay, you're on this side. Okay, I'm defending that one. I'm defending that hoop." So it's ancient hoops. Is this like an Aztec ball game? No, I'm just the referee tells you which side you got to defend, and then you defend that side. You don't and ask you're, questions. And you're on te- and you're on teams with your friends, right? Yes, and these are friends who are also playing on networked networked PCs in other areas of Chicagoland. Are these your friends from school, or 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 weirdos that you met online? Um, the majority of the time I play with friends from school, but sometimes there are weirdos online in this particular game. Okay, and and so when you say you hang around with you play video games with your friends do you mean your friends come over or you guys all all uh, all plug in together and 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 look at your screens in your respective locations when i'm saying you know after i do the jobs and from 11:30 to like 2ish or whatever that is at our houses but from 3 to 11 that is out with each other in real life from three to eleven, you're out in meat space, yucking yes. it up with your pals. Now, John, who are these friends of Quinn's? What are their names? Sam, Thomas, mm-hmm. others, but mainly Sam and Thomas. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to give them a thrill by get by giving them a dad name check on their favorite podcast. And I also just wanted to get get a sense of so Sam and Thomas is are these your friends Quinn are these good kids or bad kids? They're good kids. They're your age. They're in your they're in your class. Yep. Which one? Which one? Which one is of the three of you? Who's the who's the baddest kid? Probably Thomas. Yeah, I'd have to say. I think my dad would agree. Thomas is no good. <laughs> Three to eleven, you guys are going to see movies. Is that what's going on? Well, not in particular, just a variety. Whatever there is available, just at each other's houses, going outside, whatever there is to do. So your dad is concerned because he feels that you used to have a wider repertoire of activities 
and that now you are mainly playing video games. Is that true? What activities have you given up in the past year? I do not think my dad has to worry about my reduction as a renaissance man. I guess I did wrestling last year. Mm -hmm. For freshman and sophomore year, I was in wrestling and in lacrosse. So Mm -hmm. two seasons out of the three, you're in school or whatever. This year, all I haven't done is wrestling, but that has nothing to do with I wanted to increase the amount of video games I wanted to play. Now, John, when you see your son playing these video games... Uh, instead of lacrosse, that must make you feel great. I mean, at least he's not playing lacrosse, right? Um, it isn't just the sports. I'm not a necessarily a sports nut dad. I just uh, like to see a healthy, diverse range of activities. He's also uh, a singer in a band, and uh, he used to write songs, and I, I've noticed that, that I think has um, curtailed his, quite a his bit. So- his song, his... 17-year-old songwriting output is not keeping up with the yeah, American it, it average. Just, it, it is. It's just, uh, I'd just like to see a healthy mix. That's all. Your son sounds like a reasonable guy. He's got some friends who do not seem like monsters, right? Except for Thomas, right? Uh, he, he, he does his chores, right? He's not sleeping till one in the afternoon. He's spending his weekend nights at home right? He's not going out all night in Chicago doing that swing dancing that that's all the rage I hear among kids. And, uh, and moreover, he dropped wrestling, but he's still doing the, 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 the loathsome sport of lacrosse. He sounds pretty Renaissance man to me. Where, what am I missing here? John? It's just when, when you're around on the weekend and you walk by him on Saturday and you walk by him on Sunday. It seems like the entire time he's on the computer and that doesn't seem uh, healthy, even though it might be average for the U.S. It's, and, you know, when I say the entire time, you know, that's eight hours on Saturday, eight hours on Sunday. And it's weekend after weekend. Like if he did that for a month or something and then he went on to do something else, that would be fine. I I don't necessarily believe in like, I would find it hard to do rationing myself. It's just, you know, I I thought it would pass over, you know, a month or something, but it seems to be getting worse. It seems to be a trend. And as was shown right, in episode is, this... 127, Angry Birds, mm-hmm. it can be tough to beat the dopamine uh, that drags you in. Oh, sh- yeah. I mean, the, the video video games... Uh, are are profoundly addictive, but Angry Birds is a different game to Dota 2. I think you would agree, sir. I thought um, we weren't supposed to say names due to uh, buzz marketing reasons. I I I just have to say, you know I appreciate the fact that you both I, I, that you both listen so closely to the podcast, but every now and then conversation has to get in the way of my arcane weird rules. <laughs> but the fact that Quinn is familiar with arcane weird rules and particularly with George Plimpton's video falconry, which is a pretty deep cut in the, in the judge John Hodgman reference game to me suggests that this, that this is a child who, 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 if anything is, um, is too good, who maybe should be going out at night in Chicago. And, um, and, you know, I don't know what they do, what they do in Chicago, comet improv comedy. 
You know what I mean? Go going out to some of those improv comedy saloons and 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 injecting some of that public radio into his veins. Rough stuff like Thomas does. But let me you mentioned that this goes back a month. A month this this trend is a, like a month ago. Did this start a month ago, Quinn? Oh no, it started no. well before a month ago. Um, it started, I think, over the summer. I think that's when I heavily noticed it because every day was like a weekend in the summer. So then instead of like, say, you know, an hour and a half right. on a weekday, which is reasonable, it's eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, one after another. And so that's when I really noticed it. And then it continued into the school year. You know, on the Internet, they say, you know, they only judge it by if it affects schoolwork or making kids hostile. Right. I don't care about it. I don't think either of those are an issue here, but it's just are not Quinn, right. Are Quinn's, are, are Quinn's grades okay? Yeah, but I think that he could do video games excessively and still get good grades. I don't... Uh, but, uh, but that doesn't mean the, he shouldn't no, be no, well-rounded. No, no, no. I'm actually more sympathetic to, to you than I sound, so you don't have to be as defensive as you are being. His grades are okay. Obviously, he is not murdered anyone that you know of right he's not been tur- he's not been turned he's not been turned into a a, ra- a rampage a rampaging murder zombie which is what most video games turn kids into uh but you what what it sounds like to me is you're saying that it is disturbing to see your son who is a nice clearly a nice kid who 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 likes to make jokes and gaslight his elders in a in an amusing way with his nuclear versus n- nuclear japes uh, to, to see him uh, hooked into a machine for hours upon hours of time. Right. I mean, that's, that is a disturbing thing for a parent to see. And as a parent, I see it even, even now among, uh, among my kids who are, who are more likely to play those, those dopamine pushing, ca- fa- you know, fast, casual uh, uh, iOS games where you just you just see the 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 pale glow of addiction washing over their little faces and you feel like you're losing your child is that would that be accurate to say yes uh that would be a excellent characterization now if quinn were over with his friends if 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 Sam and some of his other friends but not Thomas cuz he's a monster but if some of the other ones were over over at the house uh playing a Donkey Kong Jr. on a ColecoVision while, while eating some popcorn and carob, uh, carob chips or, and having some smoothies in a social-type environment, would it be fair to say that that would be less disturbing to witness than uh, watching him jack into the net like a neuromancer? Those are all, those are all cool terms that I just used. That would be slightly less disturbing. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry Quinn if I lost have, you there, Grandpa, with my early 90s cyberpunk terms. Hey, I played quite a bit of Centipede in my day. So yeah, I know what, was your, what was your game, sir? Uh, Centipede, Asteroids. Uh-huh. Some, uh, a little bit of Joust. Dig yeah. Dug. No, never Dig Dug. That's the worst. But Joust, that's that's. I knew the best. a Dig Dug specialist. You had to specialize because it cost you a quarter for about two minutes. Those were the days, right? Those were the days. That was a self-rationing system. 
what you you are quite the project manager sir it was a self-rationing system and it was social too you would go out to the arcade maybe play a little air hockey maybe <laughs> uh right maybe maybe ha- hang around the snack bar you'd be a renaissance person maybe a little pinball now it's now you're just plugged in quinn when you're plugged in do you, when you're plugged into the pc does it ever does it ever do you ever stop to think of how it must look to a, to a, a regular human who's outside of your inner world at that moment? Yes, I do. And that is why I think I should get a little bit more credit from my dad instead of criticism for the amount of time video games I'm playing. I get good grades. I've actually taken extra classes this year, even though I gave up wrestling. I've taken extra classes. Uh, I'm still in a band and I still do sports. So there's really no reason why I should be criticized for playing these games if I have all these other things going on. And those are my words, that he is the only parent with a problem that has a problem with my video game Well, wow. Oh, your mom doesn't care? No. All right. What's the situation at home? Are, 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 are mom and dad married? Yeah. Everyone lives together? Mm-hmm. You have uh, any siblings? I have a brother who you might have heard romping through the upstairs. And how old is he? He is 15. And does he play video games? He does, but he does not get the... He gets cut a little bit more slack than I do. How come? That is unbeknownst to me. What would be your theory? What would be your guess? Uh, He's younger, maybe. He is currently in wrestling right now. So that's really and that's so the he's thing. he's pretty busy at the moment. John, is that the thing? If if you wrestle, you get to do whatever you want in this house. No, I uh, there's there's a variance in uh, their characters, and uh, Quinn is seventeen. He has his own car, um, mm-hmm. so I think there's a little bit more opportunity for him to engage in uh, a bigger variety of activities. And it's the trend of that he used to put more effort into other activities in a more, um, it used to be a little bit more reasonable percentage of time into different things. And it seems to be changing and, you know, tracking that it, it just seems that with computers, uh, being that I've worked on them all my life, I know what it is like to get dragged in where the, you lose sight of the time. And I'm, hoping with some kind of verdict and judgment that in the judge's uh, experience and wisdom, he can find some kind of way to uh, mindfully uh, get a system that can um, at least uh, aid in. I'm not, I don't, I don't controlling this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't make projects happen. You know, I'm not a long-term project maker. I don't put trains through universities. You know, you're the you're the one who's collecting averages of American video game use and comparing it against uh, your son and trying to come up with a good ratio of activities for him. I can't make that spreadsheet. I just got to look at this and say, is this kid playing too many too many games? And 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 what's really going and what's going on here? Why? What does your does your younger son play? Uh, play video games, John. He does play video games, but he uh, what's different tends to be a little bit more social. 
um, just a difference in personality. But um, but he's I'm, I'm, I'll give you more slack at 15 than I will at 17. And I think at 17, uh, I think part of the problem as a parent, you have to start letting kids, it's, you know, say it's your life, do with it what you want, but video games might not be the best thing. And you kind of got to start letting go and hope they make uh, some of those choices. It's a different All right, age. Then I find, then I find in favor, then I find in favor of, of, of your son. Thank you very much for making his case for me. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? I mean, you basically just made the case for your son that he, he's 17. So he should be allowed. He should be allowed to do what he wants and you, and you can give him guidance. You don't need to take him to court. Well, I, I mean, he's in that in between stage where you're starting to let go, but you're just, instead of like saying you have to do this, you're saying it's up to you, but you probably should. And, you know, I'm just, I needed help from a judge to, um, just May I interject. No, let your father finish his sentence. Sorry. I just that. thought it would be more credible, credible coming from someone else that say, Hey, you might want to cut back on that a bit at that age when you got it's a at, it's a very particularly sensitive part of life where you got your ACT coming up, you got this and that. Right. You got to start making decisions that'll affect the rest of your life. Uh, it's just it's just that period of, of time in your in your life. Quinn, you may interject now. Okay. Uh, what I like to say is that is part of the problem is that he says, hey, you're playing too many video games. I come to him and then ask, okay, fine. How many should I play? Tell me so that every time you walk by, you're not harassing me with you're playing too many video games. And he says, well, you're 17. You can decide for yourself. That's not helping anybody. Because I can't. It's a mixed message. Yes. Because he won't tell you you precisely what the rules are. Yes. Mm -hmm. I cannot abide by his game. And so it's an endless trap of asking what I need to do, not getting it. So continuing what I'm doing and then being harassed for it. Parents. I know they, you know what they, you know what they, you know what they don't understand. What? Everything. They just don't understand. You, um, you tell them fresh Prince. Yeah. You, what do you want to do with your life? Quinn? Do you have an idea of a college that you might want to go to? I'm thinking like University of Illinois or University of Indiana, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stand, stand, stand close, close mm-hmm. to home. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, you do any programming on those computers? I have done a variety of things um, for a little bit. I was getting into this animation software, doing making little video clips, sort of, which is the game I mentioned, Team Fortress 2, mm-hmm. it's a program that is revolved around that, like using the assets and the models from that. So that's kind of how I got into that, is through playing that game. So, uh, and and what about uh, dating? You doing any dating? Not recently, mm-hmm. but I'd say... Did you have your heart broken recently? No. Mm-hmm. That's not a big part of your life right now? No. Good. But I wouldn't say that's caused by the video gaming. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, dad, I'm just trying to get the whole picture of, of, your, whole, of your whole life. I get you. I, now, you have your own car? 
I do. I got it in the summer. What kind of car is it? It is a 2003 Pontiac Grand Am. You better tell me that that Pontiac Grand Am is Space Shuttle White, is it? It is black. It is jet black. Oh, the opposite number. The evil twin of the Space Shuttle White Grand Am. Exactly. The doppelganger. Wow. Yeah. Doppelganger. You're dropping doppelganger references. Do you ever read a book? Um, the last book you read? Now it's mostly for school. Mm-hmm. I would have to say The Scarlet Letter. Uh-huh. What was the last book you read not for school? The Disciplined Investor. What? Or, is What's it that? the name of it? Did a friend on the lacrosse team give you that? <laughs> no. Hey, bro, you ought to check this out. <laughs> I got some sweet investments for you. <laughs> That sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. <laughs> Why were you reading The Disciplined Investor? Because I was interested in investing, sort of. Mm-hmm. Not really like serious money, but just, hey, this is something I can do in the future when I have money. You Maybe have a, I'll yeah. read about it. Maybe you're, you're, yeah. plan, you're planning some long-term projects of your own. Uh, you have a job? Do you have a job? I do not have a job. Uh, over I, the summer, I'm you did not planning. have a job. No, I'm planning on getting one this summer. What kind of job are you going to get? Well, I was hoping to work at like a hardware store or something, but judging from my friends who have jobs, I will probably be lucky to get a job at McDonald's. You, you're hoping to work at a hardware store? That's a, a, a unique ambition to hear from a teenager. Not it's like, very specific. I'm not and saying very my old, dream job. And very, and very old-fashioned in a way. You just want to do something with lengths of chain. <laughs> um, and all, and, 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 so let's just break this down. You were hoping to get a job in the hardware store, but based on your friends, I gather they all also want to work in hardware stores, and they've been having <laughs> a hard time of it, and so you'll be lucky if you got to work at McDonald's? Is that what's going on they with the hardware They quickly found out that it is very, very difficult to get a job as a 16-year-old. Right. And especially if you don't have a friendly hardware face. No. You need to be an old bearded man who has a sincere voice and a wrench in his pocket. Yeah, but you got to be a Vila. You, you, are, you are so close to that right now, Quinn. The only thing that's missing is old <laughs> <laughs> and bearded. You've got a sincere voice and a wrench in your pocket. John... I don't know about your other son, who may be an ingrate, but <laughs> but Quinn seems like an okay kid. Oh, he's an excellent kid. And actually, Judge, he's unusually smart, which is part of the frustration of it. It's like having a racehorse, and he prefers sitting around eating uh, oats do you, instead of out being racing. What, and, and do you travel a lot for your job? Uh, I didn't used to, but actually that is part of the reason why I was hoping to get this resolved because I am returning from a um, multi-month trip where I was only home on the weekends there for a while. Oh, okay. And, um, but I was... So you're out, you're out on the road during the weekdays smashing trains through universities and then you would only (laughs) come home on the weekends. Correct. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I have 17 years of... Uh, uh, visual observation to go on that I, I'm confident in, uh, 
in my leanings. Well, right, but you also had the benefit, I think, in in the way that you don't notice when a good friend of yours gains a lot of weight, right? Because you're seeing them every day, and slowly over the years they gain a lot of weight. But then if you if you were in a situation where you went away for a while and came back, the 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 change in behavior or the change in in look would be more easily observable by you. In other words, the the creeping habit of extended video gaming sessions may not seem like a big change in Quinn's life to him, but to you, you can see it. Would that be fair to yeah, say? Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, I, I, I it, in some ways, you know, the the Angry Bird case made me look into it a little bit, and it and it is something that can creep up on you, and. Um, as I prepared for this case, I started to think I was actually creating a case against myself. But in some ways, if it makes our relationship better in that I get off the uh, harassing him uh, style of of expressing my feelings, then that might be a good thing. Well, let's, let's, first of all, show. first of all, let's, let's, let's all be clear. None of us prepared for this case. So... <laughs> You have a bombshell? I do have a bombshell in my favor, which is I did have Quinn and his brother watch The Third Man, and they did not enjoy The Third Man. Did you show them the wrong Third Man? (laughs) Yeah, maybe you saw the sequel, The Fourth Man. A lot of people make that mistake. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, How many men were in it? I'm glad that I'm glad that you that you also got in on the flattering game. And I appreciate that you guys are loyal clearly loyal listeners and that means a lot to me, but it has no bearing on this case. Sir, would you what 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 do you do of a Saturday afternoon if I may ask John when you're at home after being on the road for a week? How do you unwind? What was the last book you read? I would say The Black Swan, The Black Swan oh, sure. which is a Deals with uh, also investing, but it's more on statistics. Yeah, investment advice, and and uh, and so so you you generally pass your and you pass your time plugging into a into a computer yourself and staring off into the middle distance for a while. Oh, definitely, but I'm seeking freedom someday. You know, when and I'm sure I would think you could relate in that there's only certain periods of time where you have that much time on your hands. And once you're in the rat race, you can't go back and find that quantity of time. And that's why I wanted to make good use of it because I know how uh, fleeting that can be. And, um, you know, in, in looking just, in hanging around for 48 years, you see how successful people have used that time to, um, to actually be successful. And that's why, you know, like all the World Series of Poker winners and whatnot are very young because they found that only people at that age can take risks uh, or are better at taking risks. And, and it just seems to be a, a, a thing with successful people that they make good use of that age in their life. The Beatles started at 17. Are you, you're upset because your, your son Quinn is not an international 
no, pop star. No, that's not it at all. I just wanted to be uh, happy. So is yeah. it because you wasted your youth? See, I, I, I'm, I don't care to bring my youth into this because I'd rather just go with the science of what's best for kids at this age. I've seen on the many cases that um, uh, people want them to do what they did, and I don't think that's necessary in this case. He said he couldn't find a job, though. I offered him a job doing what I did as a kid, which was a field worker, which was available, but... I didn't necessarily want him to describe the describe the position in Illinois. Any kid can go find a job detasseling corn, which is ripping the tops off corn, and you can find literally working in the fields. I thought you meant doing some field work in a in a scientific study or something like that. (laughs) I think I heard everything that I need to hear. I am I am going to um, I'm going to cyberjack my consciousness back into the net wave and go back to my chambers, virtual reality chambers, and then I will come back and uh, render my decision. Please rise as Cyber Judge Hodgman exits the courtroom. John, how are you feeling about your chances in this case? Uh, Well, I, um, I was... I don't think my chances are good, but it's all shades of gray. I was, <laughs> I was um, thinking that I was hoping that his wisdom could just uh, dictate a system that would be good for both parties, um, because it would be hard to go all one way or the other in this. The what I was thinking might be a good sense is that I have to purchase him a Fitbit so that he could mindfully know on a monthly or three-month basis kind of just uh, how his, where his activities have been going. That's was the only thing that I could see solving it. Quinn, how are you feeling about your chances? You know, I didn't say much, but I feel I really didn't have to. My case was made for me, and for that, I thank you, Dad. But um, I feel my chances are pretty good. Did the two of you guys ever do anything together? Yes. What do you do? Just like go to medieval times? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> Not like alone, but... <laughs> In groups of sons and dads. <laughs> uh, we, need to do, we do need to find uh, more activities together. I've been feeling bad that uh, I've dropped the ball with that a little bit. What's a, what's a project that the two of you worked on together? Um, no. <laughs> um, well, my dad has this invention. I'll give it some time right now. The CD paw. It is a foam disc like object with slits in it to hold CDs. And I was, he had a video on Kickstarter about it. And I was an actor featured in one of the scenes as well as helping with the production. This is the greatest buzz marketing in the history of our program. Well, we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about the outcome of this case when we come back in just a minute. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun. 
org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020, 24, 2020, Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. So the decision I've made immediately became clear. This summer, you are going to be a field hand, Quinn. You are going to move out of your home and go live in a shack by the cornfields and live out the life of a John Steinbeck novel as an itinerant farm worker. That would be so awesome if I could compel you to do that. What an experience it would be. Where would you live? In a, in a rental apartment? Oh, I wish that I could force you out of the house into a life of adventure and drudgery and backbreaking pain that you could write about in a novel later on. But I think that what I really want is for me to do that. I want to do that. 
I don't think that that's what you want to do. And so that's not a fair judgment to make. So I'm not going to. And here's the thing. I think that what John, what's going on here is that you are playing what is, according to your own father, a fairly reasonable average amount of video game playing. And while it is correct that especially those casual games on portable electronics are dopamine uh, uh, triggers and highly addictive, uh, the games that you are playing are kind of old school based on where we are in culture today. I mean, it's not that a, certainly a lot of kids are on Xboxes and Playstations and other and network PCs playing three, you know, first person shooters and stuff. But this feels like something that kids would do seven years ago. This does not feel like you are in the, in the thrall of some new dangerous technology that we don't know. uh, We don't know what is, how it is shaping our kids' minds. You're, John, you have already ruled out the canard uh, that is usually thrown about that the video games these days are turning our children into, into murderers. You're not playing any of the hyper-violent games that celebrate disturbingly socially marginal behavior that are out there, which uh, shall remain nameless, but I mentioned it earlier in the show as being a game that is at once purposefully offensive and yet equally enticing and genius in its own, in its own dark ways, right? There's not anything that's really going on. Plus as much as your father wants to strap you to a Fitbit, the truth is that you're out there uh, wrestling and, uh, and, and lacrossing and reading investment books so you're you're not you're not even a nerd. You're not even a a sedentary nerd. You are exactly what your father says you are, which is kind of a renaissance dude who probably should be dating a little bit more. But that's at your own time. I'm not going to push that on you any more than I'm going to push a life of agricultural labor. Your dad senses, however, that your renaissance is fading because he has come back and he sees you using the computer all the time, right? And he has a perception bias, which is my son's using the computer too much. It does, he, You yourself, John, have run the numbers and you know he's not using the computer more than anybody else, nor is he an out-of-control maniac. It is the image, Quinn. This is not something that you will be able to understand until you are a parent yourself. It is the image of seeing your child sucked into a different world that has nothing to do with you. That is made doubly chilling by the fact that you are staring into a screen, your senses blocked off in either ear, and uh, and talking to people that the parent cannot even see. That is what is disturbing. That is what your father makes your father feel that your renaissanceness is slipping away. Not that you have changed your behavior that dramatically, although it sounds like you're playing more games than you did uh, before the summer. 
But the time that you are wasting, right, is not your father's concern. It's not the time that's slipping through your fingers, Quinn, that I think really bothers John. This is my two-bit diagnosis. But John, you are feeling that time slip through your fingers. Your son is 17. He has a super cool black Grand Am, and he has uh, agency in the world to go out. You cannot decide whether or not you want to treat him like a child by telling him, stop playing computer games. And when he invites you to treat him like a child and lay down regulations as though he were a child, you then you back off. You say, no, but you're an adult. And that's normal. He is in a weird twilight zone between childhood and adulthood. And as you are aware of that twilight nature, you feel the oncoming night, the loneliness when your son will disappear, not into a game, but into that black Grand Am and into a life of his own outside of the house. You see yourself playing, what was it? Asteroids and Millipede. You see yourself wasting time and you see yourself with hindsight unable to realize that this is his time to waste. You perhaps wish that there were things that you had done instead of playing Millipede or Centipede. Sorry, Millipede is the, the lesser sequel, much like the fourth man. But you didn't waste your time either, sir. You got a job that I, you call the rat race, but it's involves, it involves putting trains through universities. You're not, uh, you're not detasseling corn. You've got a family and you've got sons. Uh, you've got a, 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 what, what seems to be a happy marriage and a, and a son who's got a good sense of humor, who's willing to at least give the third man a try when his dad says, do this. you've done everything right. And I think your son's doing everything right too. And here's the thing. Those kids who are going to the World Series of Poker, I don't think there are that many children who are doing it, but the World Series of Poker is getting younger and younger, not because people are applying themselves at youth in, uh, to, to, the, to the great game of gambling in a way that they weren't before, but because they have time to waste. Not because they value their time, but because young people have time to waste on things like poker games online. They learn to play poker better, not because they are uh, applying themselves in an adult mature manner. They learn to play better because a 20-year-old who has been playing video poker online since he was the age of 13, let's say, has played more hands of poker in his life than a comparative 70-year-old had back when, when the World Series of Poker, when poker was just played with physical cards because of video games. Your argument that your son is not a member of the Beatles is equally faulty, sir. <laughs> For the reason that, do you think that the parents of John Lennon or Ringo Starr or Paul McCartney, or George Harrison, or Pete Best, or Stu Sutcliffe, all sat there going, at least my son isn't wasting his life and time playing that skiffle music in Berlin clubs. No, their parents were saying, get a real life, apply yourself, learn to play poker. 
or something else. They were saying the same thing all parents were saying have said forever, and which you are saying, though you don't even realize you're saying it, which is don't make the mistakes that I made, don't waste your time. Forgetting, of course, that it is the job of the teenager to waste his or her time. That is how they figure out how they want to spend their time when they're done wasting it. And here's the thing, too. You speak of scientific predictors of a child's outcome. And there are some scientific predictors of a child's outcome in life. Some pretty strong ones. Do they have a strong family life? Do they have stability in their homes? Do they have good nutrition? Do they have access to pre-K education? And, and, and all of those things I guarantee you Quinn has had. The only really meaningful predictor, I think, of a child doing okay is that at some point their parents thought they were doing the wrong thing when they were teenagers. <laughs> so... I obviously find in favor of Quinn, but I make these orders. First of all, no 17-year-old will escape censure in my court. You will stop pronouncing nuclear that way. Get right, especially if you want to be an engineer. Two, John, the crux of this issue is that not that your son is spending his time unwisely, but that you miss spending time with him. You have said it yourself. I was going to order it before you even said something. You guys got, you have to, if you want him to not play as much computers games, play as much computers. If you don't want him to play as much computer games, you got to uh, offer him or force upon him an alternative. I say you make another Kickstarter for another crazy product. Maybe you guys will make a lot of money and then you'll have some investment advice to give each other but time is limited not in quinn's life sadly for he is immortal because he is 17 years old but in all of our lives and the times that we have together i agree that you that that you could spend your time more wisely when you are home by getting forcing quinn off that computer to do something with you even if it's just driving around in that black Grand Am. I find in favor of Quinn, the teenager. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Quinn, how do you feel basking in your victory? Um, I feel, I feel good, but I'll take note John Hodgman's very philosophical and deep words. What activity would you most like to pursue with your dad? I mean, I know you have a long list of stuff you want to do with your dad, but... I think another Kickstarter project would be good. Do you have any ideas? Maybe an 8-track cassette stacker? Maybe build one of those tube televisions? <laughs> I got to break in. If you, guys, if you guys put together a Kickstarter to build a tube television together a father-son tube television project, anything that resembles any of those words, we, are, we will buzz market the, the, the living heck out of it. It will get the full moxie treatment. John, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm devastated by the decision 
not in that I lost because I knew I would lose, but I didn't think the judge could pass up an opportunity to hammer a 17-year-old with some uh, judgment. I Just in my listening to all the podcasts, and for example, the judge, uh, a Judge Hodgman quote is, that which is hard to do is best done bitterly. And I thought thinking like that, I'd get some uh, some some kind of constraints put on this uh, situation just so that it doesn't get well, worse. Well, you just learned something new, which <laughs> is that there is no scientific predictor for success, even in this courtroom. You can't. I'm, I'm unpredictable. You can't go back there and try to get me to reconsider my decision just because of a thing I said once. <laughs> Flattery will get you a lot of the way there, but not all the way. John Quinn, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank, Thank you. you, Jesse. Thank you, Judge. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge Hodgman, you know, I made a Kickstarter video for my conference, Make Your Thing. And now I'm thinking that instead of hiring an animator to animate it and, you know, writing a new voiceover track and all that stuff, I just should have edited it out of past Kickstarter videos. I'm sorry, Jesse, I wasn't paying attention. I was playing some Mr. D. What? What were you saying? What were you saying about the Make Your Thing uh, it conference? It doesn't matter. Let's just clear the docket. Yeah, let's get to that docket. Here's something from Jacob. My complaint is with my best friend Chris. Chris recently mentioned that if he had a PC, he would buy a computer game because it was on sale. I bought it for him as a Christmas present and gifted it to him through a gaming website. Chris rejected my present two times before I gave up trying to give it to him. I want an order that Chris accept the game and acquire the means, either by buying a PC or by borrowing one, to play it. Why, that would be like giving, uh, giving your friend uh, an eight-track cassette stacker <laughs> and ordering him to buy a black 2004 Pontiac Grand Am to use it in. 
By the way, the 2004 no Pontiac Grand Am did have an 8-track player as standard equipment. Pontiac was yeah. one of the last <laughs> nameplates to give give up that particular technology. I miss Pontiac and I miss the Grand Am. That was my favorite rental car to get. <laughs> but I mean, it is sort of like saying like, here, I'm going to give you a bunch of 8-track uh, uh, eight, eight tracks. Now you have to go buy the thing to play them. That's not fair to do. It's like giving someone so, a gallon of gasoline and then telling them they have to buy a car for it. Even a bet, even a better example. And indeed, uh, uh, I'm sure there are hundreds of better metaphors that I could have used, uh, and, and all of them equally true. You cannot, if you give someone a gift, that is a gift of generosity. You should not give someone a gift or a platform that they do not have, nor can you then force them to buy the platform to play that game or the day track or whatever it is. I think Sorry. if Jacob wants to give his friend Chris a game so much, he should give him a game in platform in one. So my suggestion is Tiger Electronic Baseball. It's a classic. I always I always like the, uh, the soccer. Yeah, soccer is a good one, too. Mm-hmm. If you get that timing right, oh man, the home runs you can hit, my friend. Chris, you are going to be a happy guy. Hang on. I wonder if there's any... Hang on. Self-contained... Self-contained Mr. Do. No, they don't make it. I was thinking that there might be a thing where you can just play Mr. Do. I don't know. Buy him a PC preloaded with Mr. Do. That's what you should do next time. Mr. Do. It's gross. What's next? Here's something from Frank. My wife's a great cook and is especially good at experimenting with new dishes. Recently, she created a new dish made of brown rice, sardines, red cabbage, and Korean gochujang sauce. We both agreed that it was delicious, and we'd like to eat it again. Crucially, we didn't have a name for the dish, so I gave it what I considered to be an excellent game. My wife finds the name unappetizing and has been put off by it ever since. The name is Alley Cat's Delight. I'm sorry, I just vomited. Just to be clear, the Alley Cat I'm talking about here is not a real cat. Rather, it's the classic cartoon hobo cat. Top hat with the top missing, bandage, knapsack on a stick, fish skeleton nearby, crooked smile. It's basically just describing Heathcliff. If that doesn't make it clear enough... Look at the cat on a can of fat cat beer and you'll get the spirit. I think it's a memorable name that fits, because except maybe for the gochujang sauce, the main ingredients are all cheap, unglamorous, and just not a big deal to just toss out. That's why a hobo cat would likely find it and delight at the great taste. I'd like the judge to rule in my favor that A, Alley Cat's Delight is now the official name, at least in New Zealand, and B, the name shouldn't stop her from eating something she enjoys. For the record, I think that both Sloppy Joe and Juicy Lucy are more disgusting food names than Alley Cat's Delight. They are disgusting, I agree. And you raise the good point that we do not eat first with our taste, nor even with our eyes, as is often said. But with our ears, when you hear the words alley cat's delight, that sounds like a euphemism for the vomit of an alley cat. It is disgusting. And by the way, the, the hobo cat that you describe is a fairly recent cultural invention. I think you must only be describing the great laugh out loud cats as illustrated by our friend, the cartoonist Adam Coford. 
aka Aplad, who's got a new Laugh Out Loud Cats book out called Down with the Laugh Out Loud Cats. That is all the alley cat chicanery that you require. That dish sounds good. You should give it a name that sounds good. Why don't you call it... I don't know. Korean-style sardines with sauce. <laughs> or, or anything else. Or in honor of Sam Potts, who designed all of my books and has been my friend since we were 15 years old. He was moving to Los Angeles from the East Coast for the very first time in his long life. Call it what he used to call, he and Tony Faulkner used to call their makeshift dinner dish they would have every night in college together uh, four delicious ingredients. I think their four delicious ingredients were rice, meat, soy sauce, and garlic. But yours can be these. Sardines, sauce, and the other two. Can I suggest that he replace the sardines with the Patagonian toothfish? A.K.A. Chilean sea bass? Uh, I wouldn't because that's a fish that's been overfished. But mackerel would be an interesting and, uh, and I think sustainable um, a substitute for sardines. But sardines are, are plentiful as far as I know. Well, and I just good. thought it was funny that the, it has a dumb name and a, fun, and a real name. Don't joke with me. About the world fisheries, Jesse. Sorry. One advantage to using mackerel is that uh, it's used as currency in federal prisons. So if they have a lot of packages of, of it, um, you know, he could use it to buy favors and cigarettes and stuff. I had no idea. I knew you used mackerel to make pruno, prison toilet wine. But I didn't realize, obviously, it's a currency. Well, it's because it's an affordable protein source that's easy to store, can store for a long time, and costs about a dollar. And also, there's been a crackdown on cigarettes, which were the previous uh, currency. Well, it looks like someone's got to go back and reboot Oz. (laughs) Now it's just called Max. (laughs) Who named our case? Uh, Our case this week was named by Holly. Holly Ashworth. Thank you very much, Holly. If you want to name Thanks, if you want to name one of our cases, just search for Judge John Hodgman in Facebook and click on like. It's that easy. Or follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Hodgman is at Hodgman. H-O-D-G-M-A-N. And you can always find me and all of my updated news and uh, and 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 chicaneries at johnhodgman.com. You can subscribe to my mailing list by going to bit.ly slash hodgmail, H-O-D-G-M-A-I-L, or write me with your dispute at hodgman at maximumfund.org or go to maximumfund.org slash J.J. Ho. That's J.J. Ho for Judge John Hodgman. This is serious, by the way. I don't want people goofing around. If you have a dispute in your life, bring it before the judge. If you don't have a dispute in your life, start a dispute and bring it before the judge. It's that simple. That's how we bring you this great entertainment is with your great disputes. Go to MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho. Go out there, everybody, and have some beefs with people. Beef it up. Look, if you got a rap career that's stalled out, 
Start a beef. Bring it before the judge. It's going to have to be either a nerdcore uh, rap career or uh, what's the kind of... What's that kind of rap where the guys wear tweed suits and they're English? Chap hop. Chap hop. Oh boy, that's the worst. Let me tell you something. I know this beef has been settled, basically between them. And so I really gain nothing by stirring this whole thing up again. But I, I have been doing my research and I am clearly on the side of Professor Elemental. And Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer, can bite it. Wow. That's the kind of bold decisions you can expect if you bring your case before Judge John Hodgman at MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho. No question Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer, can play that banjo lele. Oh, God. And is, and is frankly a better dresser. And Jesse, I, I, I think if you were to watch a Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer video you would be in a very hard place in your life because your contempt for everything that it represents from a musical standpoint would be sorely tested by your appreciation for the fashions therein. I don't know. I feel like he's probably one of those guys that puts on a suit and then goes to Disneyland. Oh, I'm certain he does. Once they, once he, once he saves, once he saves enough pounds sterling to get over here he will go but I believe and I'm staking my reputation on this that between the two of them Professor Elemental is the better rhymer and more interesting entertainer I just want to be clear it's not that I dislike either of these guys personally or anyone in the entire chap hop scene it's more that I hate everything they stand for I think even they could probably accept that. I bet they're nice guys. I think that I've seen interviews with Professor Elemental, and he seems like a tremendously nice guy. In fact, let us I want to send word out right now to Professor Elemental. Professor Elemental, if you are out there and would like to be an expert witness on this program, I will allow it on any subject. If only to drive poor Jesse Thorne crazy. But let's be clear, this offer does not extend to Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer. I just... <laughs> Which I, I can only assume <laughs> is my high school geometry teacher wearing a tweed suit. I be, Mr. I think Braunschweig, he's probably, I salute you. I think, I think he's probably pretty good as well. And I'll tell you the only reason that I know about these, and people will find this hard to believe... The only reason I know about these dudes was that I follow the rapper, the young woman who is making a name for herself in the rap game these days. That name being formerly Kitty Pride until I presume she was sued out of existence by Marvel. Now just calls herself Kitty. Was on Twitter having discovered Chap Hop and going through deep existential anger convulsions that it exists. <laughs> And following Kitty in real time as she went down the rabbit hole, almost literal Victorian rabbit hole <laughs> of Chap Hop was one of the, as far as I'm concerned, why the internet was invented. Some of the music videos are, literally have them falling down a rabbit hole, checking their pocket watches. 
<laughs> wow. Well, hearts and clubs and diamonds and spades swirl around them. Jesse, you, you, you have conjured the platonic ideal of chap hop. Oh, jeez, Louise. If you, have, if you are able to say it, it exists in some dimension. I'm just glad that having talked about this now publicly, uh, I'm, it is my hope that people, given their knowledge of my interest in both dressing well and rap music, will stop sending me links to chap hop videos. <laughs> oh, now it's... Because what can I, I say am, to those people? They're just trying to be nice. I am ordering... I am ordering... Uh, I'm ordering the listeners of this podcast, those of you who have access to Chapop videos and Jesse Thorne's email address. Double your work, friends. Do not. Okay, here. Look. Triple production. Post your Chapop videos on the MaxFun Reddit. We have a subreddit on Reddit now. Just search for MaxFun Reddit on uh, your favorite search engine. I want, to there. Move. I want Do to not move. email them to me. I want to move from the agricultural feudal system of slow, tended chap-hop videos that marked your previous era of bothering Jesse Thorne into the industrial age of, ma- of mass production of chap-hop videos links. You know that now someone is going to create... Sent via steam barge. Someone's going to create and a... And speed zeppelin to Jesse Thorne's uh, aqua video phone. Someone's going to create some kind of steam-powered bot... It sends me emails whenever a new yes. chap hop video goes up on YouTube. I just want to see as long as, but only if Jesse Thorne will 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 live tweet his experience of watching chap hop videos. Of course, I won't. As as Kitty did. Well, then post them on the it. post them on the Reddit, and uh, and maybe I'll look at them. All right, that's we the best. Did I a can whole promise. extra podcast. Our our editor is Mark McConville. Our producer is Julia Smith. Uh, Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Bye-bye. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.